Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is a series we call Poets' Corner. Today's feature is from Book 4 of Milton's Paradise Lost. This brief excerpt describes Satan, who is now about to enter the Garden of Eden, and thus begins the fall of man. Podcast 158 is entitled, The Wiles of Satan. Satan is about to enter the Garden of Eden. The following description by Milton brilliantly describes the devil in his duplicity. Thrice while he spake, each passion dimmed his face thrice changed with pale, ire, envy, and despair, which marred his borrowed visage and betrayed him counterfeit, if any eye beheld. For heavenly minds from such distempters foul are ever clear, whereof he soon aware each perturbation smoothed with outward calm, artificer of fraud, and was the first that practiced falsehood under saintly show, deep malice to conceal, couched with revenge, yet not enough had practiced to deceive. Milton suggests that even Lucifer had to grow in cunning, but not in evil. He represents all the vices, some listed above are ire, envy, despair, false, counterfeit, fraud, falsehood, and revenge. Satan is the opposite of Christ in every point. The Jews call him the destroyer. A huge wall protects Eden. If you remember, he had to get sin to open the gates of hell because the walls were too high. But to get into Eden, he merely leaps over the wall. One gate there only was, and that looked east on the other side, which when the arch-felon saw due entrance he disdained, and in contempt at one flight, bound high overleaped all bound of hill or highest wall, and sheer within lights on his feet. As when a prowling wolf, whom hunger drives to seek new haunts for prey, watching where shepherds pen their flocks at eve in hurdled coats amid the fields secure, leaps o'er the fence with ease into the fold. Satan ironically perches like a vulture on the highest limb of the highest tree, which is the tree of life. Thence up he flew, and on the tree of life, the middle tree and highest there that grew, sat like a cormorant, yet not true life thereby regained, but sat devising death to them who lived, nor on the virtue thought of that life-giving plant, but only used for prospect, what well used had been the pledge of immortality. The tree of life was next to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Milton describes the paradox. Out of the fertile ground he caused to grow all trees of noblest kind for sight, smell, taste, and all amid them stood the tree of life, high, eminent, blooming ambrosial fruit of vegetable gold, and next to life our death. The tree of knowledge grew fast by, knowledge of good brought dear by knowing ill. Satan, even amidst the Garden of Eden, is unable to appreciate the good. He only delights in the evil. He is his own hell, wants to destroy the happiness of others, converting good to evil and evil to good, unable to feel joy, only hate. From the Assyrian garden, where the fiend saw undelighted, all delight, all kind of living creatures, new to sight and strange. 
For the first time, Satan is confronted with Adam and Eve. He is astonished at their beauty. There is almost a regret that he must destroy their happiness. Oh, hell! What do mine eyes with grief behold? Into our room of bliss, thus high advanced, creatures of another mold, earthborn perhaps, not spirits, yet to heavenly spirits brought little inferior, whom my thoughts pursue with wonder, and could love so lively shines in them divine resemblance, and such grace the hand that formed them on their shape hath poured. Ah, gentle pair, ye little think how nigh your change approaches, when all these delights will vanish and deliver ye to woe. But Satan justifies his behavior because the ends justify the means. That is Lucifer's greatest tool, to convince man that he may perform any evil, if it is for the greater good. Satan recognizes that man has done him no wrong, but because Satan blames God for casting him out of heaven, he feels justified in taking his hatred out on Adam and Eve, God's greatest creations. More woe, the more your taste is now of joy, happy, but for so happy ill-secured long to continue, and this high seat your heaven ill-fenced, for heaven to keep out such a foe as now is entered, yet no proposed foe to you, whom I could pity thus forlorn, though I unpitied. League with you I seek, and mutual amity, so straight, so close, that I with you must dwell, or you with me henceforth. My dwelling haply may not please like this fair paradise your sense, yet such accept your Maker's work. He gave it me, which I as freely give. Hell shall unfold to entertain you two, her wildest gates, and send forth all her kings. There will be room, not like these narrow limits, to receive your numerous offspring. If no better place, thank him, who puts me loath to this revenge on you, who wrong me, not for him who wronged. And should I, at your harmless innocence, melt, as I do, yet public reason just, honor, and empire with revenge enlarged, by conquering this world, compels me now to do what else, though damned, I should abhor. Satan's primary goal is to bring misery to mankind, and to lure them into his kingdom where they will be held in misery and captivity forever. He pledges to open the gates of hell wide to receive all who will follow him. However, Satan is not omniscient. He does not know the mind of God. He has to learn everything. He takes on the shapes of the animals in the Garden of Eden and moves closer and closer to Adam and Eve so that he can spy on them. In this way, he learns that they have been commanded by God not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam is speaking to Eve. Soul partner and soul part. Of all these joys, dearer thyself than all, needs must the power that made us, and for us this ample world be infinitely good, and of his good as liberal and free as infinite, that raised us from the dust and placed us here in all this happiness, who at his hand hath nothing merited, nor can perform aught whereof he hath need. He who requires from us no other service than to keep this one, this easy charge, of all the trees in the paradise that bear delicious fruit, so various, not to taste that only tree of knowledge, planted by the tree of life.
So near grows death to life, whatever death is, some dreadful thing, no doubt. For well thou knowest God hath pronounced it death to taste that tree. The only sign of our obedience left among so many signs of power and rule conferred upon us, and dominion given over all other creatures that possess earth, air, and sea. Then let us not think hard one easy prohibition, who enjoy free leave so large to all things else, and choice unlimited of manifold delights. But let us ever praise him and extol his bounty, following our delightful task to prune these growing plants and tend these flowers, which were it toilsome, yet with thee were sweet. Upon observing Adam and Eve, Satan is filled with jealousy. Aside the devil turned for envy, yet with jealous leer malign-eyed them askance, and to himself thus plained, Sight hateful, sight tormenting, thus these two, imparadised in one another's arms, the happier Eden shall enjoy their fill of bliss on bliss. While I to hell am thrust, where neither joy nor love, but fierce desire, among our other torments not the least, still unfulfilled with pain of longing pines. Satan remembers that his purpose is to destroy man. Yet let me not forget what I have gained from their own mouths. All is not theirs, it seems. One fatal tree there stands, of knowledge called, forbidden them to taste. Knowledge forbidden, suspicious, reasonless. Why should their Lord envy them that? Can it be sin to know? Can it be death? And do they only stand by ignorance? Is that their happy state, the proof of their obedience and faith? O fair foundation laid whereupon to build their ruin! Hence I will excite their minds with more desire to know and to reject envious commands, invented with designs to keep them low, whom knowledge might exalt. Satan forms a plan. It has four parts. One, he will excite their minds with more desire to gain knowledge by partaking of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Two, he will teach them to reject the commandments of God. Three, he will convince them that the Lord intentionally wants to prevent them from gaining knowledge in order to keep them low. And four, he will convince them that they can only be exalted by gaining knowledge. Milton recognizes that by eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they will become like the gods, knowing good and evil. Equal with gods, aspiring to be such, they taste and die. What likelier can ensure but first with narrow search I must walk round this garden, and no corner left unspied. A chance, but chance, may lead where I may meet some wandering spirit of heaven by fountain side, or in thick shade retired, from him to draw what further would be learned. Live while you may, yet happy pair, enjoy till I return. Short pleasures, for long woes are to succeed. Though Book 4 continues with exquisite passages of poetry, which includes Satan's argument with Gabriel and other guardian angels, I shall conclude with the following innocent dialogue between Adam and Eve. Perhaps we have all had similar feelings that we are surrounded by angels and good spirits. Millions of spiritual creatures walk the earth unseen, both when we wake and when we sleep. 
All these with ceaseless praise his works behold both day and night. How often from the steep of echoing hills or thicket have we heard celestial voices in the midnight air, soul or responsive each to others' note, singing their great creator. Oft in bands while they keep watch or nightly rounding walk, with heavenly touch of instrumental sounds in full harmonic number joined, their songs divide the night and lift our thoughts to heaven. Thus talking, hand in hand alone, they passed on to their blissful bower. It was a place chosen by the sovereign planter when he framed all things to man's delightful use. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.